African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the rights to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. You're listening to African Dialogue, and thank you for joining us on our various platforms on Shortwave, and we're also on DSTV on the uh, Channel 802 on the audio bouquet there. Remember, you can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. you with me, Benjamin Mushatama. We're broadcasting here at uh, the Durko uh, headquarters in Pretoria, where the 37th SADC Summit is underway here. It's actually started on the 9th and will continue until the 20th uh, uh, where heads of state uh, will be meeting to really look at the real topic of partnering with the private sector in developing industry and regional value uh, chains in this particular region which is SADC. We know it's very much a very uh, a central part when you speak about SADC. The fact that intertrade is becoming one of uh, the biggest conversations around uh, uh, the issues of what's happening in SADC. Well, today, uh, what's happening here is there's an official opening of uh, uh, the Council of uh, Ministers, and uh, they have been actually been in uh, in the sitting that is taking place. I was just there right now where the SADC Executive Secretary, Dr. Stegomena uh, Lawrence-Tex, was uh, really handing over uh, the uh, SADC Council Chairmanship, and we heard uh, uh, His Royal Highness Prince... um, Thangu uh, Sempi, Minister of Economic Planning and Development of the Kingdom of Swaziland, handing it over uh, the SEDEC Council Chairmanship to South Africa's Honorable Ms. Maite Kwane Mashabane, who is the Minister of International Relations and Cooperation of the Republic of South Africa. Well, joining me just to start this conversation is Clayson Monyela, who's the Head of Public Diplomacy here at the Department of International Relations and Cooperation of the Republic. Republic of South Africa. Just to highlight the importance of this particular handing over, sure it is very central for South Africa to play a pivotal role in this particular ascetic chairmanship. Clayson, thank you for giving me your time and welcome back to African Dialogue. It's great to see you once again. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Now, how important is this particular handing over? What does it signify at this moment in, in, in SADC's transition? I know there's a lot of things that are taking place and the focus when it comes to intertrade in the region. No, look, this is um, um, an important um, uh, gathering mm. of uh, the leadership in the region. Um, and as you are correctly saying, um, Swaziland is handing over the chairship to South Africa. Mm. Now, we are not going to um, do something which has not been happening in the last couple of years. Sure. Um, there is a handover report, as you know. Mm. Uh, some of the priorities are captured in the theme that has been agreed on mm. uh, for this uh, summit as chosen by, by South Africa, mm. uh, which is um, the partnership with the private sector in developing industry and mm. regional value chains. Mm. Now, the reason why we settled on this uh, theme Mm. is because governments in the region recognize that 
they cannot do this alone without the participation of the private sector. Sure. Which is why last week, yes. as a build-up to the summit, there was a SADC industrialization week. week. Yeah, we were actually there at that particular summit and broadcasted live there. Yeah. And the idea mm. was to get the private sector mm. to see their role sure. in developing infrastructure in the region, which is the only way in which you're going to facilitate intra uh, trade amongst the countries in the region mm. uh, because without uh, the necessary infrastructure trade becomes uh, uh, difficult or impossible mm. so so this uh, summit uh, uh, under the chairship of south africa is going to be taking that particular uh, idea forward in ensuring that uh, we focus on low-hanging fruits mm. for example things like uh, agro processing sure. uh, this uh, region is endowed uh, with uh, uh, a lot of uh, activities in the agricultural space mm. uh, so uh, agro processing mineral beneficiation pharmaceutical value chains mm. um, also uh, you know we, we we want to also maximize on cross-border projects mm. so in other words uh, south africa planning a project with a country like Mozambique mm. or Zimbabwe mm. or Swaziland mm. uh, uh, to the benefit of the people of both countries mm. uh, as opposed to Zimbabwe planning a particular project on its own mm. just to benefit the people of Zimbabwe and as you can see what happens in the region mm. is that uh, people of Zimbabwe just cross the border and come over here mm. look for opportunities and vice versa mm. so the idea is to focus on industrialization on partnering with the private sector so that the people of this uh, region benefit as a whole. Well, one of the things that hampers that fast-tracking when it comes to ensuring that we fast-track industrialization in the region is the fact that there is an infrastructural backlog where actually investors actually kind of step back and say, wait, we don't have the capacity in the region to actually explore these mega projects. Uh, So how... From your view, as uh, South Africa is actually handing over the, handing over this chairmanship or actually owning the, the, the chairmanship in itself, I'm sure there has to be that emphasis on infrastructural development. No, absolutely. And I think we're making progress. Okay. I mean, I can tell you of a, a few projects that uh, as a country we are doing with a number of countries in the region, for example. Right. You know, the gas line between uh, Mozambique and South Africa sure. developed uh, by a South African company Sasol. Mm. Um, that's what we're talking about, mm. where uh, there are opportunities identified in country A mm. and country B then mm. works with country A mm. to jointly implement the project sure. to the benefit of the people of both countries. Mm. Um, you know what is happening between South Africa and Zimbabwe, for example. I mean, uh, uh, a bigger percentage of the power they use mm. is from South Africa. Mm. And I mean, I can go on and on. So that's what we are talking about. The important thing is what you were talking about infrastructure development Mm. Uh, at the moment i mean i i I hope it won't come up in this summit uh, Mm. but uh, in the last two three summits Mm. uh, there were countries in the region that were beginning to complain Mm. for example that uh, uh, in their countries they see a lot of south african brands Mm. Mm. Um, uh, and the question is where do these companies source uh, the goods Mm. uh, that they sell Mm. Uh, do they source from local uh, suppliers or is all of these things uh, all of uh, all of these things uh, from south africa so that's what we're talking about Mm. and that's why the participation of the private sector is absolutely critical Mm. in partnership Mm. 
mm. with governments in the region so that when you have a South African brand uh, that invests in uh, Zimbabwe for example mm. we should then agree that they should uh, source from local suppliers so that uh, 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 be, uh, not just uh, the consumers in Zimbabwe mm. uh, uh, benefit from buying these things mm. but also that you economically empower the local producers well we'll come back to this particular theme of partnering with the private sector in developing industry and regional value chains now maybe there's someone who's listening and saying i understand the idea of partnering with the private sectors but when it comes to the issue of regional value chains uh, what are we talking about when we're speaking about that that's exactly what i've just spoken to mm. so when you have a and i'll make an example mm. of a well-known brand mm. when you have a shop right mm. Um, opening a, a shop in Zambia, sure. investing in that country, mm. building the necessary infrastructure, building a massive warehouse and shops mm. uh, and selling whatever they sell mm. uh, to the people of Zambia. The mm. question has to be, how do you then develop the value chain in terms of supply mm. of the things that you sell? If you want to sell uh, tomatoes, mm. where do you source those tomatoes? Mm. It can't be from South Africa mm. when you've got people who are growing tomatoes in Zambia. Mm. You need to buy from them mm. and resell those things in your shop so mm. that you empower the person who's growing tomatoes mm. uh, whilst you also make money from selling the same stuff. Mm. That's how you develop the value chain. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back, uh, we'll also hear what other uh, peripheral groups are saying outside from uh, uh, the SADC summit themselves and uh, we'll hear an interview after this break. Let me take a quick break uh, back to the Johannesburg studios and we'll be back. We're already seeing some of the uh, ministers coming out of the gatherings. I think there's a, a photograph opportunity that is taking place currently right now. I think it was after the Honorable Ms. Maiteng Kwane Mashabane, Minister of International Relations and Corporations of the Republic of South Africa just accepted her chairmanship and uh, there was a lot of acknowledgement of woman leadership in her speech and uh, uh, because it is Women's Month here in South Africa. But hey, you know what? Let's take a quick break and then we'll be back. I'll stay with Clayson a little bit more and then just for the next five minutes just to unpack some of his thoughts and then uh, uh, we'll uh, continue with other guests. You're listening to African Dialogue right here on Channel Africa. We're right here at the 37th SADC Summit. Uh, the theme is partnering with the private sector in developing industries and regional value chains. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back. Hello and welcome to Channel Africa, the African Perspective. We broadcast from Johannesburg in South Africa and our main aim is to provide you with news, views, knowledge and entertainment from Africa to Africans and listeners from around the world. Reporting for Channel Africa in Harare, Zimbabwe, this is Simon Muchemwa. Reporting for Channel Africa, I am Diana Wanyonye in Mombasa. For Channel Africa, I am Kumbara Munjarere in Johannesburg. Channel Africa, Kinshasa, Jean-Noel Bamweze. Reporting for Channel Africa from Zambia, I am Hilda Kekelwa. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective.
Well, you are listening to Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Uh, we're broadcasting outside of our Johannesburg studios at the 37th SADC Summit under the theme partnering with the private sector in developing industry and regional value chains. We know that the heads of state will be meeting from Friday until Saturday. Uh, they'll be starting to arrive in South Africa from Friday and uh, they'll start in the big talks of how to strengthen uh, intra-trade in the SADC region. Well, Let's look at uh, what people are saying outside uh, uh, this particular gathering. Uh, we know that uh, there are various uh, human rights organizations that are asking for certain calls in terms of this particular SADC summit. Human Rights Watch has called on the uh, SADC leaders to prioritize human rights issues uh, in this particular SADC summit that uh, gets has uh, is underway and started from the 9th. Uh, this is the 37th uh, uh, SADC summit, so we know that there's a huge history in this particular region. Now, Diva Mavinga has more. What we were saying that now is 25 years of existence for SADC. Uh, there is need to recommit to human rights, to revive and restore you know, the SADC tribunal that was responsible for human rights, adjudication and justice across Southern Africa. We're saying that other sub-regional groups like ECOWAS have done well in terms of um, promoting human rights in their regions, and SADC has that opportunity because it has the protocols and the laws. For example, the 2008 uh, SADC protocol on gender and development. But what is now required is the implementation of these protocols on gender development so that the more than 250 million citizens of SADC can enjoy these rights. We are still a far cry from what is on paper in terms of commitment to human rights and the reality that the SADC citizens live on a daily basis. Now, South Africa takes over SADC chair for the next 12 months. What should the country be prioritizing uh, for the region? Well, South Africa should uh, uh, show strong leadership in terms of uh, supporting uh, peace and stability and human rights in all the countries. So, for example, the conflict in Mozambique, uh, also supporting uh, credible, peaceful elections uh, in Angola this month of August and also in Zimbabwe and the Democratic Republic of Congo uh, sometime next year. So there is a need for SADC to put in place you know, its uh, principles and guidelines on the conduct of democratic elections and South Africa should be at the forefront of that. And of course, closer to home, we have had issues of um, xenophobic violence against uh, mainly African nationals in South Africa. Uh, so that should also take the leadership on that to ensure that there are adequate legal mechanisms uh, to integrate uh, foreign nationals to ensure that um, xenophobic violence is punished and that there is a promotion of free movement of persons across SADC. And this is why uh, we say that SADC's integration as a region uh, economically should also include the movement of persons and citizens freely in all certain countries. And just uh, finally, you, uh, it is Women's Day in South Africa today. Um, in 2008, the regional leaders made efforts to protect women's rights by adopting uh, the SADC Protocol on Gender and Development. How far has the region really come in terms of advancing uh, the rights of women and what are some of the shortfalls um, at this stage? Well, yes, and uh, happy Women's Day to all uh, listeners. SADC has 
done well on paper in terms of the adoption of the SADC protocol on gender and development. Uh, but we have seen that there are huge gaps uh, in terms of movement towards, for example, uh, gender equality. We have seen that in many SADC states, including South Africa, there are high rates of uh, violence against women. Uh, we have seen just this last week uh, the case involving a senior government official in South Africa uh, who uh, allegedly beat up two women. Uh, and yet justice has been slow, the police have been slow to act. And this is replicated across the region. We have also documented as Human Rights Watch uh, issues of high rates of um, forced and child marriages across Southern Africa uh, in countries like you know, Tanzania, uh, Zimbabwe, Malawi, uh, and Swaziland. And in fact, there is a measure of uh, moving back or retrogression. For example, uh, the Tanzanian uh, president, uh, John Magufuli, uh, only two months ago, barred pregnant girls uh, from continuing with school, uh, taking away their rights to education. So these are some of the challenges that need to be addressed, including ensuring that customary and traditional laws do not violate the principle of gender equality which we seek to promote in accordance with the gender protocol that started confined in 2008. Well, that is the voice of uh, Diva Mavinga, who is uh, uh, looking at issues of human rights, and he's from Human Rights Watch, looking at also some of the challenges in the SADC region. Well, I'm still with the Klesi Munyela. We're still trying to see if we can get our other delegates who are in the sessions and moving around. Uh, I'm sure that we'll get some in a few minutes or so. But uh, Klesi is the head of public diplomacy at uh, the uh, International Relations and Corporation of the Republic of South Africa. Klesi, you, you heard that particular audio speaking about the various challenges uh, from gender inequality also the issue of the free movement of people we know we're having some challenges on that regard we know that also there's some discrimination we've had issues of discrimination in South Africa with that issue of xenophobic um, conversation that keeps coming now and then in terms of that in terms of those particular challenges that were highlighted in that particular audio do you think that we can overcome them as a a region because sometimes they're the ones that are hampering uh, the progress of the region? Look, I think comparatively speaking, um, SADC, uh, when you compare with the other regions mm. of the African Union, I think there is a relatively um, a better regime in terms of the free movement okay. of goods and people. Sure. For example, I mean, the uh, very few countries in the SADC region uh, where their people require uh, visas mm. to come to South Africa you've got uh, um, a passport and you are from uh, Mozambique, for example, you don't need a visa to come into South Africa. Sure, sure. And vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the same goes for many of the countries in the region. Mm-hmm. So so in terms of that, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same does not uh, okay in other uh, regions of the continent, mm-hmm. uh, for example. Uh, on issues of human rights, of course, I mean, this is a, um, a difficult one. Sure. Um, but again, comparatively, and look, I want to disagree with you. Mm. I, I don't think uh, we can categorize or define um, uh, what, ex- what, what happened in South Africa, was it last year or the year before, mm. as necessarily xenophobic attacks. I That's think, what people say. That's why well, I say the xenophobic I, I, conversation. <laughs> That's how I phrased it that way. Sure. Yeah, because in my view, 
Mm. Um, I think you had sporadic violent attacks mm. on some foreign nationals, mm, mm. Um, which was very unfortunate. And that's why uh, law enforcement agencies in South Africa were very quick mm. uh, to deal with those. Mm. Um, uh, the thing that encourages me is that there is no government on the African continent that mm. would condone such. Uh, uh, and the majority of the citizens of this country mm. uh, are welcoming to their fellow Africans mm. uh, who come here looking for opportunities. Some of them uh, fleeing from conflict zones mm. in their own uh, neighborhoods. Mm. Uh, so, so generally, I would say that uh, as Africans, as a region, mm. we're making progress on some of the issues that uh, he was highlighting uh, in that clip. So, so, so I think uh, uh, the road ahead looks uh, promising. And also. When you look at the regional progress that we want to see in terms of the the SADC region, what happens it is also the uniformity of standards in terms of uh, uh, business standards in each country. Each country has its own kind of painted form of business uh, uh, set up. You know? But the, the problem then becomes the fact that there's no uniformity for partnering with the private industry. And sometimes that becomes one of the biggest challenges for the region for it to actually create a, a system, yeah. a, a, print, a, a, a print that's going to actually work for all of the states yeah. in, in the Senate region. No, you're quite right. Uh, I mean, for example, for, uh, for us as a country, some of the concerns that South African companies have been raising, for example, mm. uh, if you want to talk about Zimbabwe, is the uh, indigenization policy that sure. was introduced sure. a couple of years yeah. back where uh, if you are a private company and you want to do business in that country, mm. 51% has to be owned by the locals. Mm. Um, and so, so uh, I mean, I agree with you. The mm. issue of uniformity becomes a bit of a challenge, mm. which is why it's important for summits like this mm. to then agree mm. on a, um, a set of policies that would be endorsed by the region as SADC to mm. say, this is how we're going to conduct sure, business. Sure. And this will be applicable in the entire region. Mm. We're not yet there, but I think uh, we're making progress because even a country like Zimbabwe, mm. uh, by now, mm. uh, they have admitted mm. that uh, they see the shortcomings in terms mm. of that policy that was introduced, in terms of how it may have mm. unintended mm. Uh, um, repercussions, uh, repercussions mm. that may discourage mm. uh, potential investors mm. uh, who may be willing uh, to take advantage of some opportunities that are available in that country. Mm. So, so I think uh, it's a matter that SADC is seized with, mm. uh, and I'm confident that uh, with a theme like the one that we mm. have, where we are pushing for partnership mm. with the private sector, uh, it's a no-brainer that mm. we have to address the policy uh, issues that may be negatively uh, 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 discouraging. Let's look at some of the issues that are going to be looked at at the SADC summit. I know that we're still in the early stages. I mean, today is the opening of the Council of the Ministers' meetings, and I know that uh, on Saturday uh, we'll also have uh, the summit of heads of state and the government being actually uh, the central focus of this particular summit in itself. What central issues do you think will come up uh, for the summit? Just say that again. So I was I'm saying what are the, the, the central issues that are going to be coming out of the, the summit? I, I wasn't aware. <laughs> yes. No, look, um, you know, the, the, the key thing that uh, Sarek has been grappling with over mm. the last couple of years mm. is the industrialization master plan, okay. which is yes, there sure, sure. on paper. Yeah. 
the difficulty has been the implementation mm -hmm. and if you want to take this more broadly you will then link it with the uh, agenda 2063 the africa we want mm -hmm. And SADC has mirrored that plan into an industrial, uh, a regional plan, sure. which we call the SADC we want. Mm. It's got aspirations, about seven, mm. and then there are ten points which are supposed to make the implementation plan. Mm. If we can get that right, this uh, ideal uh, thing that we want, where we talk about partnership with the private sector, mm. uh, would be realized. So mm. the key thing for me... Mm. Uh, and that's what the minister was saying just mm. now when she was taking over as chair, mm. uh, is that the plan is there. Sure. On paper, it looks good. Mm. But can we just move into implementation? So I think you will see uh, when the summit ends on Sunday mm. that one of the key pronouncements mm. uh, by the president will be how do we make sure that the plan that we have on paper gets mm. implemented, mm. Uh, implemented rather. Well, you are listening to Channel Africa. This is African Dialogue. You with me, Benjamin Mushatama. We're right here at the 37th SADC Summit. Uh, we're coming uh, here to look at this big agenda, partnering with the private sector in the developing industry and the regional value chain. Well, uh, we know that today it's the official opening of the Council of uh, uh, Ministers meeting. And also uh, Saturday we'll also have uh, uh, the big, big moment where the heads of state uh, gather uh, to really look at uh, how do you actually really strengthen this intertrade on the region. I'm going to take a quick break and uh, then uh, we'll be back uh, and uh, we'll continue this conversation. We have good news for you. Join us for a new program on Mondays at 9 Central African time. We have Shukumano, the African labor show for you. It takes the place of one-on-one -on -one and gives you an African view of the world of labor and unions on our continent. Channel Africa, the African perspective. This is the African labor show. Listening to Channel Africa here, right here at the 37th uh, SADC Summit, uh, looking at uh, the uh, conversation which is taking place there, really pioneering the theme, partnering with the private sector in developing industry and the regional value chain. And right now we've got uh, uh, the SADC Executive Secretary, Dr. Stegomina Lawrence-Tex, who is uh, joining us uh, here for the conversation. Uh, Dr. Tex, thanks for giving us your time. It was interesting to hear you talk inside, looking at the progress that's been made in the last year. Just for our listeners who didn't really get some of the key areas that you highlighted there, tell us a little bit about how did uh, SADC in itself do in the last year when it comes to this issue of ensuring that uh, we fast track this issue of industrialization in the region. Thank you so much sure. for having me here and uh, being our partner as usual. Sure. Yes, uh, we have uh, during the year we have made a number of uh, progress, sure. but the focus has continued to be on industrialization. Sure. As you had, I, ex I explained about, uh, you know, industrialization has stages. We started with uh, the development of the strategy, mm. which was approved in 2015. Sure. And then uh, last year, uh, a strategy cannot be operationalized without an action plan. Sure. Last year, we, they, we prepared the action plan, which was approved in uh, March. Sure. But that notwithstanding, we did not just sit and wait for the action plan. After mm. the industrialization mm. strategy was 
was front front roaded in our regional indicative uh, strategic development plan mm. we started implementing a number of uh, activities mm. key being uh, value chains sure. because we understand that uh, yes industrialization is uh, complex mm. the activities which need to be implemented which need to be implemented at uh, national level mm. and as the as the region we need to come up with our frameworks mm. how do we cooperate at mm. regional level mm. so value chains has been uh, one of uh, the focus during the year we have profiled mm. value chains in the pharmaceutical mm. mineral and uh, we have also started in uh, agriculture sector sure. what does it mean is that uh, we identify mm. and it's in line with the comparative advantage what mm. can be done best mm. by which country mm. and what and that being the case how do we come together so that mm. was done in terms mm. of uh, industrialization but also uh, it is um, the fact that you cannot implement industrialization without without resources mm. so we had an investment forum which mm. was spearheaded by the the we have not uh, transferred uh, chairmanship <laughs> at uh, summit level by sure. the chairperson of uh, sadak which okay. is his majesty king swad the third sure. and uh, the investment forum focused on uh, energy and water mm. being uh, enablers to industrialization mm. we managed to bring um a number of our partners together, yeah, financiers, mm. international cooperating partners, mm. private sector, and mm. there was keen interest in a number of projects. Mm. What we need to do now is uh, to make sure that we finalize mm. uh, the interest which, which was generated and mm. we concretize mm. those uh, projects. Mm. So there are a number of other, uh, okay. other, other milestones, but mm. I just uh, thought sure. maybe I can focus on those because uh, we, we are still driving industrialization mm. sure. as our key priority. Dr. Lawrence Tex, what the big challenges? And I know that aesthetic, you guys are starting to see this and starting to actually put a lot of time and investment in this particular area is getting partnership from the private sector. As you highlighted, that investments are so important when it comes to this industrialization um, uh, pathway. And is the private sector buying into uh, this ambition of the region? Indeed, we had sure. an industrialization week. Yes, uh, we were there last week. Last week yes, yes, yes. I think you saw yes, by yourself sure, sure. that in, there, is, um, there is commitment, but also sure. there is uh, a uh, big interest from the private sector. Yeah. What is missing is uh, to come together and say, okay, if the, the private sector is uh, eager mm. and willing to partner with um, uh, member state in industrialization, mm. what are the missing mm. links mm. and how can we fill those missing links in? Mm environment uh, business i mean the cost of doing business is mm. one of them mm. um, infrastructure energy mm. water transport yeah. is one of them sure. but also the regulatory framework was emphasized as uh, one of uh, the key constraints so mm. if we address and work together we believe that uh, they are going to be true partners i'm mm. saying true partners mm. because they have been partners yes yeah, sure. but why are we not being why, why have we not managed to move mm. at a faster speed mm. this is what we need to address and diversification in in the industry is it still a challenge in, in in the region or are we trying to find are we finding our feet in terms of making sure that we're not all trying to supply the same thing to to each other isn't that also another challenge where we need to diversify the markets Diversification, yes, mm. it is required. But mm. what we need uh, to focus on is on the competitive yeah. and comparative advantage. Okay. If you're better at uh, this sector mm. or you're better in this area, mm. why don't we agree that you focus on that mm. and then through the value chains we can see that. For example, mm. if, you're, if you have an industry producing a car, sure. you can get some products for, in, 
from this country, you can mm. get other imports from that country. Mm. And those are the value chains. Sure. And that's what I mean by comparative advantage. Mm. What is your comparative advantage mm. and how do we turn that comparative advantage into a competitive age mm. through mm. value chains? All right. Thank you so much, mm. uh, uh, Dr. Stegomina Lawrence Tex. Uh, that's the SEDEC uh, uh, Executive Secretary. They're going to take a quick break back to our Johannesburg studios and then we'll come back uh, with uh, uh, our other guests. Uh, we also have Lucien Busa, who's the Minister of State International Trade from the uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, we'll also have Ambassador Ben Mboko, who will be translating his French with us. Uh, well, we're going to take one more break and then we'll be back uh, to have our final section of uh, today's conversation here at the 37th SADC Summit. We have great news for you. Channel Africa has gone mobile. If you have a cell phone, you can now download the mobile app for Android. You can get it on Google Play. Get the latest news from Africa. Get the Channel Africa app. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspectives. Good news for listeners in America. You can now listen to Channel Africa by phoning 605-47-1711. So, if you're a Channel Africa listener in America, simply dial 605-47-1711. Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Well, let's uh, get our final part of uh, uh, this uh, conversation right here on African Dialogue at the 37th SADC Summit, looking at the issue of partnering with the private sector in developing industry and regional value chains. I have with me uh, the Honorable Minister of State, International Trade of the Democratic Republic of Congo, Lucien Abusa, and also uh, the Ambassador of the DRC in South Africa, Ben Poko, who will be translating for us. Thank you, Minister for giving us your time and thank you uh, Ambassador for also giving us your time. Uh, just you. uh, let's uh, start the conversation in terms of uh, just the expectations of moving things forward in terms of uh, the SADC region in itself. I know that uh, the DRC is also invested in, in, in this particular region in itself. Uh, what do we actually want to achieve at the end of this? I think that's the crux of the matter that I would like to get from uh, the Minister his perspective on what he would like to see at the end of this uh, particular summit. Excellent, Monsieur le Ministre. Uh, les journalistes aimeraient savoir quelles sont les attentes de la délégation uh, de la RDC dans ce sommet, uh, 37e sommet du, de, de, de la SADEC. Et à la fin, qu'est-ce que vous attendez Qu'est-ce que vous, vous, vous aimeriez voir uh, durant cette, cette, cette semaine et quelles sont les attentes de la RDC euh, Les enjeux de ces sommets sont multiples. Il s'agit euh, d'abord des enjeux économiques et commerciaux. Mm. Euh, la SADEC est un très grand ensemble dont euh, les pays disposent d'un potentiel de développement économique important. Il est clair qu'au cours de ces sommets, la République démocratique du Congo, qui euh, a mis euh, euh, en exergue les besoins de l'industrialisation de son pays pour une croissance soutenue, mais aussi pour des échanges 
avec les autres pays de la SADE qui soient les plus bénéfiques pour l'ensemble de la sous-région, n'est-ce pas, nos attentes sont celles qui concernent, n'est-ce pas, l'industrialisation des pays de la SADEC. Il sera important qu'au cours de cette, de cette session, que le pays de la SADEC puisse se mettre d'accord sur l'implémentation rapide et réelle de l'industrialisation. Ceci à travers les chaînes de valeurs. Je crois que si nous sortions de ces sommets avec des idées très précises, alors que la République démocratique du Congo a apporté ses projets, a amené ses projets, il est donc, je crois qu'il sera, il est donc évident que ces sommets sera pour nous très satisfaisant. Ça, c'est sur le plan de l'industrialisation. Mais aussi sur le plan du commerce entre les pays de la région, nos attentes sont l'amélioration de nos, nos exportations et l'amélioration aussi de la part du commerce international des pays membres de la SADEC. Et je crois que ça aussi, c'est une attente pas la moindre que nous voulons avoir à la fin de ces sommets. The expectations are multiple because uh, SADC uh, is a very rich region. Uh, it has a, a great potential. In terms of industrialization, uh, we would like to uh, not only uh, talk about the industrialization strategies, but uh, we would like to see an implementation plan so sure, that when sure. we go back to our respective countries, we can actually implement what we have discussed here. Mm. That's uh, on industrialization. But we also would like to see increased trade among uh, certain countries. Mm. My country is, 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 is... All of our countries are very rich. They have uh, their potential. Mm. But we're not trading enough among ourselves. Sure. So it's important that uh, and, uh, at the end of this summit, we see some, again, uh, uh, implementation strategies to increase trade mm. among ourselves, among the SADC member countries. Mm. And uh, Minister, one more question before I wrap up the conversation is what are the big challenges of implementation? And I know the biggest one is, is investment. And how do you make sure that we get the buy-in of also the private sector? Bon, pour la concrétisation des stratégies d'industrialisation, même les, les stratégies de, de l'accroissement du commerce entre les pays de la SADEC, quelles sont les contraintes Parce que, une, en ce qui me concerne, une des contraintes, c'est justement le niveau des investissements, et ainsi de suite. Mais d'après vous, quelles sont les contraintes euh, Je crois que les contraintes sont, on peut dire, les plus importantes. Ce sont de quatre ordres. La, le premier, la première contrainte est celle du volume d'investissement qui implique donc un espace financier, un système financier qui permet aux pays de la SADEC de pouvoir bénéficier des possibilités de pouvoir investir dans les secteurs prioritaires. La deuxième contrainte, c'est la contrainte de transport et de la connectivité. Donc les, les infrastructures de transport entre les pays de la SADEC, la connectivité aujourd'hui euh, a une incidence majeure sur l'industrialisation et donc sur ce que nous voulons euh, euh, améliorer en termes d'exportation. La, la troisième contrainte, c'est aussi la, la, la liberté en termes de, je veux dire, en termes de, de rapports douaniers. Je veux dire les avantages douaniers respectifs entre les différents états. La circulation euh, des biens et des marchandises et des personnes doit être euh, assez libre pour permettre finalement au pays de la SADEC de bénéficier des avantages dont il dispose à l'interne, mais dont le, 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 la mobilité des uns et des autres pose beaucoup de soucis. Mais enfin, il y a la vraie question, la pauvreté. La pauvreté est aussi un élément important parce que plus les gens sont pauvres, moins ils consomment et moins ils consomment, moins, il y a la croissance, la, moins on peut tirer la croissance économique par la demande, n'est-ce pas Et donc je crois que toutes ces contraintes méritent d'être relevées et l'Afrique en général, les pays de la SADEC, sont à même de pouvoir relever ces défis.
uh, you're right. One of the major constraints is investment. Is the volume of influences, the quality of investment, because uh, we we need to attract the appropriate investment so that uh, we we can implement, we can fund those projects that will enhance the development of the region. The, the second one is the, the infrastructure, especially in the in the terms of connectivity. Um, if you don't have uh, the basic in infrastructure, it becomes difficult to, to trade. Mm. Uh, you know, so we need to uh, really put emphasis on the development of, of uh, infrastructure in the region. And the, of course, the third one is the level of poverty. When mm. people are poor, mm. they don't consume enough. Sure. Uh, and uh, if you're not consuming, uh, you, you cannot really stimulate the development. Mm. So we need mm. to address that issue of, mm. of, of, of poverty mm. uh, so that... Uh, people can participate actively into the, uh, into the economic development of our region. Right. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Min uh, Ambassador, can you please thank the mi Minister for us for joining us here on the program? Mm. And we thank you as well, uh, Ambassador, for giving us your time and mm. uh, translating for us. That's Ambassador Ben Boko, who is the DRC Ambassador in South Africa. And uh, you also heard there Lucien Busa, who is the Minister of Ta State International Trade in the Democratic Republic of Congo, highlighting issues of we need to actually fast-track the implementation plans we need to ensure that uh, we actually get uh, tailor-made investments that are of the best quality to the types of projects that we need on uh, the uh, SADC region to increase the intra-trade that we'd like to see. So thank you both for giving us your time here on Channel Africa. Well, that's how we wrap up the broadcast today here on Channel Africa. Our team will be here the entire week until Saturday, so you'll, you will be getting more updates on uh, uh, the real conversations that will be taking place in the background. But from us here on African Dialogue. Until next time, God bless.